This is the late Professor Stephen Hawking. You are listening to the Madrigal Files Podcast. Here is your host, Madrigal. And hello. Welcome to the Madrigal Files Podcast. I, of course, am your guide for this podcast journey, Matt Regal. Well, I wanted to get this podcast out. I know it's been a while since the last one. People get busy. Bear with me. Some of us can't set aside 10 minutes to sit in front of a microphone and just start yammering away. Well, I've found those 10 minutes, so now I'm able to sit here and just ramble like a moron. But I wanted to get this episode out in time for Tuesday, which of course is election day here in the good old U.S. of A. Some people may have already voted. I know there was early voting that some people had an option to do for some reason. I'm not sure what sort of special people get that uh, privilege, you know, not having to wait in line at some random church as an old person leafs through, you know, stacks of paper trying to find your name only to realize that you're in a completely different stack, you know, and you just wasted your time. But... I'm going to be voting with the Gen Pop on Tuesday, and I'm very excited. It's the first time I've had the opportunity to exercise my civic rights of voting. I wanted to vote in the last election. I was away at school, and what do you know? They would not send me my absentee ballot. Never got it. So I didn't get a say in the last election, but now it's my time. And I'll admit, I don't think I would have voted if it weren't for the legions of celebrities telling me to do so. I I don't, I don't get it. I don't think anyone who wasn't going to vote is going to see an ad with like Jessica Alba. Well, maybe her, she could probably convince me to do a lot of things. Bad example. Uh, I don't know. Josh Duhamel or someone like that. Someone, you know, that you have to look up and see what movies they were in because you, you know the name, but you don't, you don't know the body of work because he comes on and tells you, you need to go vote. That's not going to change someone that wasn't going to do it anyway. It's such a fairly easy thing to do that if you were dead set on not doing it, there's nothing that's really going to change your mind. But, you know, still... You see huge names coming out to tell people to vote. You know, they, they, don't, they don't tell you who to vote for, but there's, of course, a little wink like, we know who you're supposed to vote for. Uh, and one of those people I saw the other day when I was watching television was the one and only Oprah Winfrey, who, uh, she's one of those people that I think transcends political boundary whether you agree with her politics or not it's she's one of those that you're like yeah you kind of have to respect her she's built an empire essentially she could t- she if she wanted to oprah could take over most small nations if she decided she i mean she could just outright buy the country she could assemble her own army and just start conquering play she has that much bread and she eats that much bread. She, she tends to be a large woman at times. But the thing that cracks me up is she goes out to these places like rural Georgia, you know, where 
some people might be struggling to get by. And there she is with her $2 billion in the bank or whatever she's worth these days, telling people that we need to make a change. We need to make a change. But again, if I had $2 billion, it's just a uh, newsflash. I guess this proves what a better person Oprah is than me. If I had $2 billion sitting in the bank, I wouldn't be saying we need to make a change. I'd be saying, you know what? The system worked out nicely for me. Let's keep things the way they are. You know, my speech wouldn't be, we need to make a change for the little folks. I'd say, hey, I made $2 billion. What's your problem? I mean, I would manage to do it. And there's nothing particularly special about me. So what are you guys doing wrong? Let's, let's assess the situation from that angle. Not what can we do to change things? What can we do in the current climate to make sure that you're able to accomplish something? Because I did it. Come on, folks. But... Again, that just shows what a better person Oprah is than me, you know, as if anyone needed any, any evidence, but you know, we'll see what happens on Tuesday. It should be interesting. I, I am tired of everyone saying this is the most important election of our lifetime be because the last election was that. And so was the one before that. E every time it's the most, how can they be constantly more important? Like, Obviously, an election that's happening now is, I guess, more important than one that already happened because you can't do anything about the one that occurred. You can't go back and change the results. So I guess the next one is always the most important. But just once I'd like an election to come around and everyone just kind of be like, you know what? This one's not that big of a deal. So come out and vote if your schedule's free, but don't like don't like cancel an appointment or something to go vote. It's it's not that big of a deal. Just honesty is what I think I'm asking for. And you know what? King of the segues. If you want honesty, I know where you can get some. Because this is my favorite news story. In maybe, maybe the year. This might be the story of the year. So a fella by the name. Let me pull it up here. Of Todd LaTourette. Which that's an actor name if ever I've heard one. And that's what he is. He's an actor. He played the character of Skell on Better Call Saul, a program I'm familiar with, have not seen. Um, and he's coming clean after years of pretending to be a wounded veteran, which is a scumbag move. But he went the extra mile. He was pretending to be a veteran who lost his arm overseas. The man had no arm, has no arm. It's not like he was missing it and got a new one. He, it's gone. He was pretending to be a veteran, which is a scumbag move. That's... You know, if you don't have an arm and you're, you're pretending you lost it serving the country, that's, that's a bad, bad look. My buddy Todd, I like to think we're friends. He lost his arm, not overseas, not in an accident. He cut it off on his own so that more acting opportunities would come up for him. That is stunning. I, this blew me away for a number of reasons. One being, you know, you, you'll, if, if you wanted to be an actor, there's a good chance you said the old cliche, I'd give an arm, you know, to, a, to be on TV, be in a movie. This guy actually did it and it worked. So, you know, an arm, if you want to become famous, be successful, arms seem to be acceptable collateral. Um, 
The other thing, you hear about method actors? Oh my God. Is this guy the ultimate one? Every, every you know, decade when Daniel Day-Lewis makes a movie, you have to listen to, oh, it was amazing. He didn't break character on the set. Big deal. Not impressive. Tired of hearing about it. This is a method actor. There should be an award for him. Again, scumbag moved to lie and say you were in the military. Put that aside. People make mistakes. This guy should get an award for dedication to his craft. This is astounding. Okay, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis stays in character, big whoop. He cuts off his arm. Meryl Streep's getting Lifetime Achievement Awards because she's good at crying. Give me a break. This guy dove into a bandsaw, came out without one arm, and that, that was, that's what he gave to the craft of acting. Like, like that's a real sacrifice. I, they're always saying actors are brave. They're not. He played a part where he sat in a wheelchair... Someone had to dye their hair, cut their hair. A big deal. Not brave. This man cut off his arm for the possibility of getting acting work. It wasn't like it was guaranteed. He may have just lost an arm. Just been a guy who now was down one arm and still had no acting work. The, uh, unbelievable. And what's even crazier is if they want someone that's missing an arm, sure, they could hire a one-armed actor or... They could throw a green sleeve on Brian Cranston and just digitally remove his arm. It, it's 2018. You can do that. And still, Todd LeTourette decided to go the extra mile and actually lose his arm. Now, of course, he did say it was in a. Uh, it was during a psychotic episode. He has bipolar, apparently, uh, bipolar disorder, apparently. But. I mean, that's one of those hindsight. That's what was going on. But, you know, in the moment he was thinking, this is going to be my big break. Just sawing the arm off at the shoulder. Who needs it? You know, if he's right handed, get rid of the left one. How often do you really use it? But if there's not an award for him at the next, uh, the next Oscars, the next Emmys, Golden Globes, then... I've lost all faith in Hollywood because those are the people you should be honoring. You know, again, Meryl Streep, she sneezes on camera and they hand her an award. Enough with her. Let's honor a man who gives... If the ultimate sacrifice is death, this has got to be like number two. The guy who gives the penultimate sacrifice, Mr. Todd LaTourette, the one-armed actor. Uh, that's all I've got this week. I know it's a brief one. Uh, I got to look for more clips of, uh, you know, Cal McAllister and things like that. I got to write some other audio documentaries, if you will. It sounds pretentious. Kind of is. Um, but you know what? Thanks for hanging for 10 minutes or so. Uh, you know what? If the actors can say it, I'm going to say it. Enjoy your week and get out and vote. All right, if you like what you heard, how about you go check out the blog that bears the same name as this podcast. That's the Matt Regal Files. And while you're at it, go follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt underscore Regal. Thanks. Bye.